Alright, hello and welcome to Med Talks, conversations by medical students for medical students. I'm Deborah and this is my partner Joey. Welcome to the show, guys. And today we are back in studio with Ryan and Matt from Docs and Slops, recording our second episode in this three part mini series. In this podcast, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into the problems and the issues that healthcare professionals face in our current healthcare system and what effect this has on them and also how it affects the patients that we care for as a whole. Thanks, Debbie. Today's topic sure is a hefty one. I mean, anyone who has been in a public hospital in our beautiful country would agree that our healthcare system is anything but a well-oiled machine. But before we delve into these issues, I'd like to firstly send a big thank you to all of our listeners and welcome them to another episode of MedTalks. We hope that you are enjoying our content. We please ask you to give us some feedback. Give us a follow on our uh, on MedTalks ZA on our Instagram page. Slide into those DMs. Um, yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Or through commenting on any platform where we release the podcast, be that Spotify, Apple Music, the Iona, just check out the page. Everything's there. To the docs and slops, it's lovely to have you guys back in studio. I'm excited for today's topic. How are yeah. you guys feeling? Yeah, we am too. Um, systems is all that we're about. We we really love systems in healthcare and. We see a big future for systems in healthcare in South Africa and a lot that can be done. Um, and yeah, glad to be in studio with you guys again today. Nice. All Pizza right. and Coke, good refreshments. Yeah. Yeah. All filled up, eh? 100%. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> make sure everyone's Lunch safe. of champions. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. Um, so at what point in your journey did you start to be aware um, of issues in the healthcare system and how did they personally affect you as a young student or doctor? Matt, let's start with you. Sure. I was, Put you on the spot there. I was going to say, these are Rhino's questions. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Rhino, I just sit and listen. Eh? <laughs> you, should, you just... <laughs> provide the comic relief if time's <laughs> done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, I actually do think Rhino should should start with this yeah, one. Because no, he, sure. he was the first one at Varsity and the first one exposed to this. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, I think the first time that we started really experiencing it is when you start rotating through your clinical time in the hospital. Um, so for us at VITS, mostly third year onward. And you start seeing as you go through the hospital that there's you know system failures here and there. And slowly you start becoming aware of it, you start becoming aware of the effects that it has on patients and slowly becoming start becoming aware of the effect that it has on the doctors and the healthcare workers too. And I think I can think of a few times in particular where I noticed apathy in the healthcare workers, people getting sick and tired of the system and not actually fighting it. And I think often as a young junior doctor, um, or even as a student to be quite honest, probably even more so, you, you notice these system errors and these flaws and you start seeing opportunities for change. And starting with that, so, so as, you, as you go along you pick up these little bits and pieces. But I also can reflect back on a very particular lecture um, it was a lecture given by a intensivist and um, so an anaesthetist that then went down the ICU specialization. Um, his name was Dr. Liam Brannigan, um, and I ended up doing an elective with him as well following this lecture. And his lecture was based on safety in healthcare. And there's a, it's a big topic on its own, and a lot of the system side of safety that we use in healthcare comes from the aviation industry. And what's interesting is aviation has a brilliant safety um, record 
and medicine mm. has fairly horrific, in <laughs> 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 fact, an incredibly horrific record. Mm. And as much as there's different complexities, and that's an area on its own, I think that lecture was what sparked my interest in systems and mm. particularly safety systems, but also efficiency systems in healthcare. Um, and that's a lecture, it was one of my favorite lectures as a student, one of the few that I remember very clearly. And Do you still have it on your hard drive? <laughs> <laughs> Send it on. Yeah, please. They only used papyrus back then. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is back in the day before, the, before we podcasted the lectures and, and whatnot. Um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think it was, it was always a popular lecture. And it was funny, we had some lectures that became very popular and you'd speak to the guys that were the year above you and they said, no, go and listen to this lecture, this is an interesting one. Um, and definitely I passed that message on to Matt and said, no, this is a guest lecture, go and listen to this lecture, it's really interesting. Mm. And that's for us partly where the the journey started. And then it's continued as we've gone along. Um, I think every day you see new issues with the system. And some days you feel apathetic yourself, but other days you think of solutions that you could implement to change it. And essentially Matt and I used to come home from varsity and we'd sit at night and neither of us wanted to study after dinner. So <laughs> we'd sit... That's the worst time to study, hey? <laughs> like, can't see me eating, uh, a, all you can think about is chilling. That's and why we had, had four brew <laughs> <laughs> study after dinner now. <laughs> I need to start doing that as well. Done for the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And if you've had a beer there, then it becomes oh, even more No, then it's, it's tickets. Eh? Yeah. So, so then, naturally, we would start speaking about what we had faced in the hospital on that day, and we'd complain about the system, and why the system this, and why the system that. And, you know, you could just change it. If you just changed this, you'd be fixing the whole system. And for a long time, through our varsity careers, we had those discussions. And I think once we became involved in internship, we started realizing that, you know what, we've actually got the opportunity now to start trying to do something about it. And that's essentially where Docs and Slops was born as well, in that we needed to find a way to tackle the system. Mm. And this was our starting point in doing so. Um, so. So that's pretty much a summary of the story of where we became interested in systems as a whole. Um, and why we started going down this journey. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. From an aviation safety standard, almost <laughs> yeah, like yeah. lecture. I mean, I really had no idea that it was built on aviation. That's very interesting. That's actually so. Funny. So there's a couple books that are really interesting. If anybody's super interested in that area, um, there's one in particular, the Checklist Manifesto, which is a really incredible book. Um, it it looks at the WHO checklist and where that came from. So before every operation in I think it's more than 50 countries now, they do a checklist and they say, are there any anesthetic concerns? What is the amount of blood loss, etc., etc.?" And that checklist is modified for each hospital, for each setting, to make sure that the standard safety precautions are taken. And the checklist looks at taking away the mundane issues. So mm. it's all things that should be done before in any case, but it allows you to focus on the complexities. And Checklist Manifesto looks at where that was born from and that initially started in the aviation industry 
um, and it gives the whole history behind that. I won't recite the whole book. <laughs> Seems uh, you're well acquainted uh, with this book, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely Speaking love it. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a systems bar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah. Subnosis of the, the plot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have pictures, so I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, I mean, it's nice that you've done your research, you know, and it's nice that you know, like... I come from a background of it, of yeah. course. You've got to do the necessary research before tackling something major like the healthcare system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got to know what you're talking about and and yeah in, in terms of tackling the system i think the, the one thing that we've always said with the st- from the start of docs and slops is it's not matt and i and bron or anybody else it's not single individuals taking on the system it's we're looking at a community approach at a group approach and mm. we're definitely still in our infancy of doc, docs and slops there's a lot that we plan to do going into the mm-hmm. future but we we plan to do that as a collective it's only by previously in the previous episode we said how humans are such an intricate part of the system Mm. and you have to have everybody on board to tackle the problem you can't do it from an individual perspective definitely definitely you do need a collective team effort to to tackle this it starts with one person but it's about getting more people on board slowly like you said building a community for change i like that but this is a this is a hefty question and I, I don't even know where you could start answering it. Um, and it's what are the core issues that currently that our healthcare system faces? Where do you start? Because it's kind of such a systemic almost illness, if we could call it that. And it's just complication on complication. So what's the core issue? What's the core illness? What's the bug causing this, guys? If you, how would you answer that? So <laughs> yeah, I can see Rano flopping at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Rano, <laughs> Matt, you just sit back, relax, I love it. enjoy I the show. Rano used to cook. I used to just sit there, chow, and, <laughs> <laughs> and listen. Tell me what you, yeah. tell me did what you, you do think. Did you do the dishes at least afterwards? Yeah, did no. you have the deal? You know, <laughs> no, like. no, we did. We did. Rano cooks like a champ. So it was a, yeah, that was, that was a good was team effort. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, I mean, South Africa is already starting off on the back foot. We've got the quadruple burden of disease, and that's that's really a tricky thing to start off with. But and The quadruple burden of disease being? So, oh, let, let me not go into full detail on the quadruple <laughs> burden of disease. But, but essentially, we're faced with the problems of affluency as well as the problems of poverty. Mm. Being a, call it a second world country, we, we're not a true third world or a true first world country in our setup, we we face many different challenges um, as well as challenges of our past and and broken systems of the past. And so going into our our healthcare systems already on the back foot. So that's definitely a challenge is that our challenge in terms of creating good health is probably bigger than most countries in the world already. Mm. But where I think the true problems with our healthcare system lies is in communication. Um, and communication at multiple levels. And as an intern, I think most interns will agree that we often end up doing things way outside of our um, job description, so to speak, and that's not a problem. Um, By all means, work outside of the scope. But when you're trying to fix the system yourself, it becomes a huge task to fix the system and treat the patient. And, And I think by having more effective systems, um, be it technological systems, be it filing systems, be it administrative systems. By having more effective systems, you're able to have a more effective healthcare. So just like looking at the checklist where the checklist takes away from 
the it takes the mundane away, it takes the mundane mm. tasks and the repetitive tasks away and allows you to focus on the intricacies and complexities. We need to be able to strive to to do that with the South African healthcare system. And that's where from the docs and slop side we come in with the simplify healthcare. And as Matt mentioned in our first episode, it's sometimes it takes complex systems to create simplicity. And mm. by using technolo- technological advances, um, be it for booking systems, be it for any part of the healthcare system, you're able to create time to have better responses, better time to talk with the patients, better time to, to see the human side of medicine. Mm. And, and that's to be essentially a what we... To be a doctor, um, in the human sense of the word, to be a healer. Mm. Um, there's an awesome movie called Patch Adams, um, it's, it's a fairly old movie, but it's an incredible movie that looks at the feeling of being a doctor and really picks apart, is a doctor somebody in a white coat or is a doctor a healer? Um, and, and I think that's essentially what we're looking at. And with all of the complexities and the challenges that we face in the South African healthcare system, a lot of the senior doctors I find become quite apathetic with the system. They fought for so many years in a very difficult system with very difficult outcomes and some have become apathetic there yeah, are some just who just accepted exactly there's mm. there's some that really stand out that are fighting the system and there's others that have become tired and i think as a um student or as a young jo- doctor we go in with all this energy mm, and passion drive enthusiasm 100 percent. ready to change the world that's exactly <laughs> haven't been knocked down yet <laughs> and we believe that we can and that's the foundation mm. to changing the system, is believing that we can. Mm. Um, it's by seeing system errors and tackling them that we'll be able to change the system together. And it, and it really is like such small things. I don't know, like when we first chatted to you guys, like everyone thinks changing the system means, you know, you're going to be changing governmental policy. And <laughs> Kick everyone out, yeah, yeah, someone yeah. new in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, bring in the sub for Department of Health. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and you know, like a it, sports team is yeah, signing, exactly. a, signing a new player, guys. And it really, it really isn't that. I mean, basically, like Rana said, it's about communication, uh, communication, but also small things like as much as we've made an epic advances in medicine, you know, like like people with robotic eyes that can see and mm. you know, like the like the really cool middle ear transplant and all these yeah, things, yeah, hundred percent, and like antibiotics you know that will like <laughs> also measure your blood sugar levels i don't know like, cool, like seriously cool advances mm, in, in yeah. medicine transplants and but we like we're writing chest x-ray forms on on like triplicate papyrus you know and yeah. we, <laughs> we're, still, we're still booking clinics in like a book like, like this mm. like a handwritten book that no one can read and yeah mountains out. of mm. like you said yeah and you have, yeah. you have progress made in one area, but where's the progress in the admin side, the system side? Yeah, and, yeah. And, like that's, and that's where the communication comes in and stuff. And like you can do like epic work, like you can do such sick work for a patient, but you know, like your notes can get lost in the file. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, cool, well, you've done all this great work, like you've treating this patient assessment. for two years. And yeah, the patient's treated and stuff, but like there'll be no continuity of care because... 
yeah. now because you've now lost that you know so actually there's a lot of a lot of small things that make that massive really, differences yeah it's not even like it's not it's not massive things that that need to be addressed it really is really a small things that like any human being yeah you know can can actually can actually get involved like you don't need to be a genius to see that like yeah. the systems like this like the small things in the system that aren't working yeah but i think it's also like an initiative like i think no one's really taken the initiative to just yeah. be like okay whose responsibility is it yeah. at the end yeah. of the day you know um so we're not like i mean everyone's like oh let's you know cure hiv and great like let's go ahead but if your foundation isn't there like you're never gonna get there you know so if that isn't in place then unfortunately everything's gonna fall apart so that's kind of how it goes and what you say about communication is so true we all get lost in translation yes so to just have like one congruent place where we can be like okay this is the same everyone knows how this works this is how it goes just to have like it centered i think is definitely a very good way forward yeah there was a time that we went on a on like rural and med school to Bushbuck Ridge. It was an absolute joy. <laughs> uh, wow. That place you drive through on the way to the Kruger sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like crazy there. Like, yeah. It goes to early fans. It was like the highlights of, of med school at Wits. Oh, nice. And I mean, there was like you go, you go into these really small communities and, you know, like people are walking like 10Ks to the clinic. But there's, you know, there's like there's 10, 10 bottle stores around there selling line lager at 10 rand a court, you know, and you're like, how it's an easy you know, decision yeah, for anyone living there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's like cool. Well, we can, as as a South African society, like we can find a way to deliver courts to people's homes and like doorsteps Actually, almost. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> we, they, they don't have access to the HIV meds. So it's like, yeah, you know, like small, like can't can SAB get involved and, and deliver <laughs> ARVs? I don't know. But I mean, it's small, it's small system things like that to show that we have, there are parts of the system that work. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it really is, yeah. And I, and I think that's partly we face a very big challenge in South Africa in that the government system is a completely paid for system. In that, the, it's from a financial side of things. Even as a doctor working in the government system, you get your salary at the end of the month. There's not really a performance appraisal as such. Where and is the HR? <laughs> exactly. Where is the HR? <laughs> and and it's not to say. I mean, HR are. They might be working very hard, but they're working very hard because their systems are very poor. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not HR's fault. That's a system error. So it's hard to fix that. And and in the end of fixing that, you eventually end up getting better patient outcomes. But, but it's exactly that in that because the system isn't finance-based um, in the same way that the private healthcare system is finance-driven, mm. you lose the drive for efficiency, for productivity, mm. and you actually need very strong leadership to impose that drive to make sure that there's a prevention of wastage. Um, it's very easy when we're in casualty to to use multiple sets of, of equipment, um, to burn through equipment and in so doing so um, burn through resources, whereas in a private setting, you, you're constrained by the finances. If you burn through those resources, it's your resources that you're burning through. And there's more accountability there. Yeah, and, 100%. And there's a lot of movement towards that. So NHI looks to focus on that. Um, we won't go into a deep discussion on <laughs> NHI and the belief in its efficacy, etc. That's that's a yeah. whole set of podcasts on its own. Um, <laughs> Do it at a later stage. <laughs> but, but in sense, the per capita billing is very much a potential benefit in South Africa. Um, to, to look at things on a per capita basis and reward financially for, for good outcomes, um, there's a lot of potential in that idea. 
and it's, it's certainly something that can come at a cost. The American healthcare system is is not one which we should aspire to, Mm-mm. and and that's hundred percent for sure. In in a lot of ways, I think even a lot of Americans would say that to us. But but nonetheless, a per capita billing system is definitely something that would be a potential benefit for us. Yeah. So uh, you know, speaking about like the combination of everything that's kind of gone wrong with our system um and you know these are very like core issues that we face but i think a very important thing that we need to talk about is um healthcare worker burnout um so is it something that you guys have personally experienced and how do you suggest we fix this like where do we start Come on, Matt, you post-call, let's no. go. <laughs> no, you I tell think, us how you think feel. Think we have a primary call. source think, right here. I think Matt being post-call is, is a very good example. Um, I'm sure he'll be oh, able to... Yeah. He might be an anomaly. He's pretty good. He, he does yeah. seem to peak <laughs> at the 46th hour of being awake. But <laughs> yeah. We got your best self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two brain cells are still connected. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, healthcare, healthcare uh, burnout is something that we are very fond or very like an, an issue that we want to address. Um, mm. And it's also kind of at the core of docs and slops, like we said earlier. It's about as much as giving or like sorting out systems so that at the end of the day, you can have more time, more time for your patients and also more time for yourself. Mm, in um, slops. Yeah, 100%. In slops, yeah. Like instead of spending 30 minutes running around to find a gel cone and a drip set and what, 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 like you can actually spend one minute doing that, mm-hmm. spending mm-hmm. 10 minutes explaining to the patient why they're there, why they're still there, what the plan is, mm-hmm. and spend 20 more minutes, you know, watching The Simpsons or listening to your favorite <laughs> music or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Doing your thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Doing, the, doing whatever thing you schmuck. So um, that's, it, it, it's, a, it's a huge, it's a huge issue, um, healthcare worker burnout, and I think internship is a time that you, you really feel it. Um, I think why do you feel it? Like why? Like what? What makes it? The, why are we burning out? Like what makes I it think, that way? I think going back to what we mentioned in the first series as well, um, I think nothing can prepare you for the emotional challenges that you'll face as an intern. We get prepared very well academically, and from an emotional perspective, it's it's mm-hmm. definitely challenging. And often you get expected to perform very well at work, which is very understandable. But you might have issues going on at home. Um, it's a, you know, we're young people um, with new families, with new responsibilities, um, with new challenges, and it can be difficult to juggle to juggle things at at this time in your life mm. as a young doctor. So I think that definitely, from the young doctor's perspective, is is challenging the multiple challenges that we face. Um, but I think from a burnout perspective, I think. As much as we're the healthcare workers and the healers, we're very bad at healing ourselves. Um, we're very bad at looking after each other, looking after our co-workers. Um, we might, we'll go to huge lengths for our patients, at often at the detriment of ourselves, and sometimes at the detriment of co-workers. And I think one of the key things to beating burnout and to tackling burnout is acknowledging its existence, number one. Um, because everybody seems there's a there's a large stigma with burnout, and everybody seems very ashamed to feel burnt out. Mm. You know, you must be so inadequate. Like a, you obviously yeah, didn't study it's a hard enough. Be like, okay. um, you're obviously not fit enough. You obviously, you know, what's wrong with you? Why is something going wrong at home? Mm-hmm. And and that's not the the truth behind it. You know, we need to approach it with compassion. Uh, approach our coworkers with the compassion that 
we approach our patients with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's definitely something where the system needs to change and it's, mm-hmm. it's a mindset change, definitely something very difficult to, t- to tackle. Um, but so, so that's one of the issues in burnout. And I think when looking at it, burnout needs to be prevented if you can. Um, you need to be able to be aware of yourself. I think knowing yourself is a really important um, aspect of burnout and knowing when you are burnt out. Um, is really important and then knowing what to do when you reach the point that you've that you are facing burnout Mm. Um, I I think those are your three key aspects of it that we can improve on in time Um, I'm not sure as med students have you had any lectures regarding burnout (laughs) not that I can remember not that my uh, class attendance was... <laughs> it wasn't spectacular, yeah, I'm right. not going to lie. No, we've never, it's not really something that's spoken about. And I mean, I think for mm, us, yeah. like we haven't had exposure, like we haven't done like our 24-hour, or should I say 30-hour yeah. calls yet. So we don't really I know. Mean, I'm tired after four-hour calls. So like, <laughs> does it get worse? <laughs> like, you know? But in saying that med, med school is stressful. And I mean, mm. there were yeah. times that I remember Rana and I burnt out and you know the only thing we wanted to do was like throw in the stethoscope and you know <laughs> take done. a take a drive to Durban at 11 at night and just never come back <laughs> yeah uh, you know go for a really long run <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm sure you guys have experienced the same yeah it's true i'm, I'm sure that there's been times i mean that you just feel so demotivated it's fatigued, just very stressed. overwhelmed just like very overwhelmed mm. like you just kind of like i don't know how i'm going to do this or get through this um so i think it's situations like that that can kind of sometimes be intimidating but i'm not gonna lie like staying up for like 30 hours straight is a bit intimidating to me like mm. I, it's not I think something... that gives me more burnout than that i've had like just the thought of <laughs> yeah. like i've got to one day be at the hospital for that long you know yeah i think and i mean to do that like once a week you know i think um i think for me personally i know it's going to take a huge toll on my mental health um, mm. and on my physical health um, so I think that's something that I know awaits me. Um, and yeah, right now I'm not really sure how to deal with it, but I guess we'll figure it out when it comes. <laughs> yeah, I think going with the blows and, and learning from experience is definitely part of that um, experience. There's there's a lot of self-learning and self-reflection that you'll do through internship, um, that holistic growth. You've grown so much through med school academically and you start growing more holistically through the internship experience um but but in saying that i think yeah in in terms of for any med student i think to to know yourself to Mm. reflect on yourself and say you know these are my aspects this is what my challenges are um and and this is what i need to grapple with and these are the signs of burnout in me um and once you're able to acknowledge those at least if, if you do reach the point, and I can definitely say that I have reached that point before, um, where you feel burnt out, you're at least able to go down the, down the path and speak to the relevant people, um, speak to your family support, speak mm. to your friends, and, and that's where you get back on track again. And, and also find what keeps you going. Don't um, stop the things that you enjoy outside of medicine. Um, it's very easy to become consumed, solely, consumed, solely focused mm. on medicine and you know, it is an all-consuming profession mm. at times. But if there's things that you enjoy outside of it, keep doing those. Yeah. Hold but on you to think, your sanity. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's um, it's almost necessary that doctors are burning out? Like, can we avoid this? Should we be avoiding this? Or is it like, this just comes with the job? Like, this is just with the territory? 
I definitely think it's something that can be avoided. Um, I think especially everybody speaks about the 30-hour shifts. Would you get onto a plane in which the pilot has been flying for the last 28 hours and nope. say, ah, don't worry, you'll get me home safe. And he's even got, but he's got autopilot. Yeah? <laughs> he's got we have autopilot. <laughs> we do have autopilot, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't activated that mode yet, so yeah. how do you act? <laughs> you'll get there, please. Just put grips in random people. Like, I'm just a visitor. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> like you Your arm was just <laughs> lying there. Yeah. It's such a beautiful vein. I just I thought, you, I thought you were one of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I think definitely that that shift work is definitely a way of of changing things in the future. And a lot of the more intense departments, um, especially anaesthetics and emergency departments, have changed to a much um, more reasonable shift orientation, and that's been yeah, very promising beneficial. to you. Hundred um, percent. And I think some departments are a little bit further behind in that regard. Um, Gen Surge, Obzangani, and and I say that very openly um, with all respect to them, but it is definitely something that we could change because 30 hour shifts aren't humane, um, mm. as as Matt will definitely account <laughs> yeah. for. I think, I think, yeah, no, de- definitely. But I think for me, the biggest thing is you people burn out because if you had to go back to your five year old self and picture where you are now. You know, either as a med student or an intern, a consultant, prof, whatever. You know, you kind of think, is this the person, is this, you know, a five-year-old Joey or or five-year-old, where five-year-old Debbie wants to be, you know. And I think you hit that sudden alignment of, like, what you're doing and what your soul is centered on, like, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the same place right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think think that's the biggest thing. and, And in work... You get that feeling because when you get accepted to med school, you're like, yeah, sick, we're going to My life lives. is set, yeah. yeah you exactly. have like, that it's going to be so rad, you know, like mm. you're flipping high-fiving your mates, you know, <laughs> high-fiving patients and stuff on day one. <laughs> you're like, it's look lack- at me, I'm it's so lack- great. Yeah, it, you know, it's, 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 it's lack and it's, and it's mm. hella exciting. Um, and I think you, you, you see that like patients are in deep suffering and you spend 40 minutes running around trying to like write notes and do this and you actually don't get a time. You don't get that time to spend with them. And I think, I think that's that part that like the five year old in you misses is like just being able to like spend the time with the person that you're trying mm-hmm. to help, you know. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I want you to like from their eyes, they just see you running around, like not really speaking to them, just writing notes, you know, yeah. like trying to get that done on the phone all the time, you know, getting phoned like three times during the clock or yeah. like random things that are happening in the ward and they're like does this person really care and inside you like shit I'm trying to show you that I care you know yeah. like I'm booking the scan for you at like 12 at night <laughs> like, I, I ran, I ran your blood to blood bank myself you know mm. and that's just I think it's just that that loss of yeah. of, of patience interaction that we miss and I think that's the biggest contributor to burnout you know like we yeah. we're humans and we, we crave human interaction and, and human like I don't know what the word is like synergy in your in every interaction, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a bit of energy that's 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 that comes away or or, yeah. or gets built up in each yeah. interaction. And I think yeah. in those interactions, it's just constantly it's flat. Flat, yeah. yeah. So I think that that's our side is to is to if you can fix like those small aspects of in the system and have more time to spend mm-hmm. with the patient. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really, really believe that that will fix burnout a, a lot. I think another, sorry, I think another thing that's also really important in South Africa, especially, is the language barrier. So I think that's something that also I feel almost like a 
includes me building a very strong relationship or making my patients feel like I really care about them because we can't communicate on the same level. And that is very heartbreaking to me because it's like you want to show them that they're doing the best for you, but you can't communicate that to them. Mm. Um, and I think that becomes a huge struggle. Sign language falls a bit short or body language. Yeah. You know? oh, <laughs> is he playing charades with trying people? to explain an operation. It's a challenge. That's here. It's so yeah. true. No, but you're 100% spot on. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something that we faced a lot at our hospitals. Um, Helen Joseph particularly has a very big catchment of foreigners. So even languages far outside of the South African 11 official al- languages, yeah. which are a challenge on Already. <laughs> um, and the Google Translate spectrum. <laughs> it, it's, it's a genuine thing. Um, we've, we've often chatted to patients in uh, using Google tra- Translate because that's what we're limited to. Can, yeah. um, I remember chatting to a patient in Chichewa um, at, at about 12 o'clock at night. We eventually managed to Google Translate to him that he needed to call one, somebody, anybody that could assist us in translating. And after about 30 minutes, we, we eventually managed to get through to someone. And as you say, the, the, as Matt said, the strain of fighting the system in that regard to just try and get to that point that you can communicate, it, it takes a big emotional toll mm-hmm. and definitely is a contributing factor to burnout. Burnout is a, a symptom of a failing system at the end of the day. Well summarized. Oh, that's 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 it on your thigh. You can even go up Not on the front side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word art. Eh? Yeah. That would be a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool rainbow color, like old school. <laughs> yeah, with the little wavy and yeah. the shadow oh, as well. Maybe like a fade in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all these factors definitely contribute to how we fall short as doctors. Um, and the environment we work in um, contributes to how we fall short in treating patients. And I think we've discussed that now quite thoroughly. I think it's a very, um, you know, I think we've only brushed the surface mm. on... And this time has flown by, hey? Yeah. It's actually insane. This, like, yeah, this is I such think, a... Yeah, it's such an in-depth topic. Very, and I, it's yeah, a very, very heavy, in-depth. it's a very heavy topic. But I think it's, yeah, something that um, I think we all kind of got to take to heart at the end of the day and... Yeah, well, on the next episode, we're going to start discussing how we're actually going to fight the system and kind of mm. get things on the right track. Solutions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Identify problem. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What's your management plan? <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much uh, once again for coming in and sharing your really uh, profound knowledge. I think mm, it's so it's been nice. inspiring. To, yeah, I think it's just so nice to talk to someone who's really... Um, you know, you guys have really sat down and thought about this. Um, and I Lots think of discussions. You weren't lying. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's... it's fleshed it's, out well. Sometimes <laughs> it's, very, it's very overwhelming to kind of even put your thoughts in order. Mm. So it's nice to have someone that has done that for us. Um, and yeah, just to our listeners, thank you guys so much once again. I think this is something that all of us can definitely relate to and all of us definitely need to jump on board with. But yeah, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm. This is Med Talk signing out.